Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Creative Control, Creative Control Comedy, art, and sometimes rock and roll Let's do a public opinion poll. Raise your hand if you love creative control. Cause when Vish is unleashed, well, you. Oh. Sorry, I didn't see you there. I was just working on a tribute song to my favorite podcast, Creative Control with Vish Khanna. My name is Matthias, and I play in a band called The Burning Hell. But more importantly, I support Creative Control on Patreon, and I think you should too. Quality long-form arts journalism is like a magical talking unicorn. It definitely exists, but it can be really hard to find. Fortunately for us, Vish makes it easy with hundreds of funny, thought-provoking, well-researched and engaging interviews with artists from all over the world. Your flexible monthly donation on Patreon will get you plenty of special exclusive treats and help Vish keep his podcast well-fed and cared for properly, the way a magical unicorn deserves. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Richard Marcella is a prolific musician, composer, band leader, community organizer, and instructor based just outside of Toronto in Brampton, Ontario. Active since the mid-1990s when he composed music for the Tom Green Show, and earlier this century as a driving force behind the innovative Brampton Indie Arts Festival, Marcella is also a scholar who recently received a PhD in music education and completed a dissertation entitled The Musical Playground as a Vehicle for Community Building. Marcella is likely best known as Friendly Rich, and has released spirited and challenging folk, pop, and punk music on his own, and with a band he dubbed The Lollipop People. His 16th album is a reflection upon what his life was like during the pandemic, called Man Out of Time, and was released on March 31st, 2023, via the label We Are Busy Bodies. As such, Rich returned to this show for a good talk about things like people's perceptions of bushy-bearded men, the relatively small number of impressive collaborators he worked with remotely to make his new album, Imposter Syndrome and Wise Words from the Great Dave Clark, Being Multilingual, The End of Men, Temporal Confusion, Future Plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control, which is the 
primary source of revenue for this podcast and all the work that goes into it. It is a donor-driven enterprise, really. You can learn more about how you can contribute at patreon.com slash creativecontrol. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 772 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Friendly Rich with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Rich. How's it going? Good day. I'm well. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Not everyone asks, you know. You look good. The last time I saw you, we were eating donuts in person, and we were both very just bearded. Oh, were we? Did I have one, too? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. We were both kind of sporting some some fine beard work. So uh, you're clean shaven now, which tells me that your state of mind... It reflects your state of mind. That's my theory. So I think well, you're doing well. But okay, first of all, thank you. Uh, secondly, you have a beard. Does that oh, suggest right. your state of mind is cluttered? Or what is the beard? People said this to me. Oh well. Oh, I see you've got a long beard. Are yeah. you okay? I'm yeah, like, what? Yeah. No, oh, no. It's good. there's something there. There's something there. And I'm and maybe now as well with me. I don't know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I to- used to. Whenever yeah, there were hard. writers' strikes on, uh, on uh, like uh, in Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, and it would affect TV shows, I would mm-hmm. notice that um, Letterman, Conan, whoever else would grow what they called strike beards. Yeah. And uh, and I do you know you you know more about labor stuff maybe than I do. Do you know why that would be a thing that someone would okay? I'm not going to work. Yeah. So yeah. as part yeah. of the symbolic protest, I'm going to grow. A, a beard. Do you know what that means? It's probably as close as artists can come to a playoff beard. Yes, maybe. But there, that's. Or that's I, think, a good... I think it's also like if you're if you're knocked out of your normal routine, i.e., a strike would probably be that in their case. You're gonna. It's gonna be reflected on your face if you can grow a beard. Playoff beards, by the way, are usually superstitious. I'm not going to shave until yeah, we yeah. get because we're we want to win. I don't know why. First of all, hockey players are idiots, and I don't know what the hell that's. Thank about. you. Yeah. Thank you. But they can my- all. <laughs> yeah. The son. Let's talk about the son of Shane Corson. May he never play hockey again. Just like uh, let's wish him harm. Which one is he? What did he do? I don't even remember. Well, he he was in the midst of that scandal. If we're going to get into it, which sorry, well, I can't get keep into track. It. Well, I don't know which Let's hockey scandal you're referring to, but I'm sure I'm it's not I'm referring to the hockey Canada, the hockey Canada slush oh. fund for for raping for raping. That's what. Yeah, I'm <laughs> horrible. Anyway, horrible. Anyway, yeah, good we, morning okay. to you, Vish. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning to you. All I was going to get to though is the beard, and I didn't uh-huh. know we were going to go that route. Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. I do think if you don't, Letterman still quit the show or stopped doing his show, his late night show. Now he has a yeah. big Santa Claus beard. And I think there's yes. something liberating for a, a man to not have to yes. shave for appearances, yeah. And, yeah. and 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 but still, but people make fun of it. So yeah, or or, or James Harden, my, okay, yeah. And I don't, I'm not making fun of you. You look fantastic. I'm just saying Fa- you're very kind. You're very kind. Yeah. I don't know what it um, means. I, I uh, for me, yeah. No, I honestly do think there is something there, though. In the pandemic, my beard went really far, like as far as I've ever pushed it. And I think it was um, subconsciously maybe for me because I I didn't know how I was doing. But like, I will tell you this, like I had like my blood pressure just started going weird and it was, it got, it got, yeah, it got kind of hairy. So I think there is something there. I I truly do think there is something there. Hmm. Okay. You don't know everything. You don't know truly how you're doing, do you, at any given moment? Like there's so much going on. That uh, I kind of, as I look back on that period now, and I think my blood pressure is doing a little better now, thankfully. Um, 
Good for you. Uh, the, the, your, your head is in the mix there. And so it's reflected on your face if you're lucky enough to grow a beard. It was mm-hmm. kind of fun too, though. Like, I was like, holy cow, this beard is getting really interesting. And I know you had one that was getting really interesting. Oh, too, yeah. So super you could long. To this. Yeah. And people yeah. were, people, yeah. people were not, uh, some were complimentary and some were, yep. uh, but people mixed were, bag, mixed bag. Yes. You know who was complimentary about it publicly? It was, uh, mm-hmm. Warren Ellis. Tweeted about oh, yeah, oh, yeah, well. how I looked and said I look good, but I think he was joking because I look more like him. He's always got a right. big beard, but I do R- think right. uh, I think yeah, I think <laughs> when you are at a point in life, and we all were for a while, where it didn't feel yeah. like much mattered, you know, like right. what does it matter? Well, right. Oh, okay, well we're confronted by this existential crisis. What matters? So you right. so you just stop grooming? I don't know. People just were really weird. It just, to me, it yep. was like, what is the point of all the stuff we do? Because my hair was long too, by the way, Rich. Everything yes, was just. Yes, yes, yes. I, I was I like, remember. You why, just... why, why do I need blades on my face and my head right now? It's fine. It doesn't matter. So. Uh, you're, you're a family man. I'm going to ask you this question though. Sure. Did it ever get into your, uh, did it affect your deodorant game? Well, here's the thing about me, Rich, and my wife uh, will back me up on this, as will most uh, people who've, spent uh, close proximity to, uh, to me. I, I generally do not uh, emit uh, foul odors uh, in terms of... Lucky. I haven't worn deodorant. I used to wear deodorant in high school because I thought I had to. And uh, okay. I have okay. not... I bathe, I shower, I soap up, yeah. but I don't apply any yeah. fragrances. Yeah. And so far, so good. No one's been like, you, Fascinating. St- you stink. Uh, I, I play sports, I work out, I do uh, for stress. I do all sorts of things. And I, I'm not, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I got lucky. Okay. I don't, I don't have the BO, uh, thing. So I don't have to worry about that. And, uh, wow. Yeah. But my daughter, wow. my, okay. yeah, I just wanted to share something I've never shared before on the show is that I don't, uh, Please. unless I've had like, okay, here's when I smell. Uh, if I'm cooking up a, a big pan of onions, there you go. Then I, you on my it. clothes mask, later, mask I smell like yeah, onions, yeah. but I, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to not hang on. Let me just do a quick. I just did a sniff. Yeah, no. If oh. I did a sniff, I'm fine. Yeah. I, I I I think I'm okay. I haven't had a shower yet today. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. So I no, wow. it's not that. But my wow. daughter very fascinated by the beard. In fact, when I shaved it off, she kept mm-hmm. it in a Ziploc bag. Oh, and hid it in the house until my wife discovered it and decided it had to be disposed of. So it did have an. I imp- love this. I love this. <laughs> she called it. You should have made a sandwich. She called oh my have made God. A sandwich. She called. Well, you know what though, with the beard and the hair, uh, there were some yeah. hair sandwiches. Every meal, people are like, yeah. "Papa, yeah, right, Papa." There's hair in the. I'm like, I'm sorry. I was yes. tying it back and wearing yeah. hair nets and hats. And yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the last time I got, it, it is kind of gross. I got yeah. my son and I went and got haircuts uh, in like uh, I want to say it was February. At a professional place, and uh, it was partially that again. I was like, "Oh no, it's getting long," and I, okay. when I cook, it's getting into stuff. I don't like it, and there's hair everywhere. It is fun though, eh? It's like a state of mind. Like my wife and I went for his and hers haircuts uh, in December, and it's just a fun thing to get a haircut or to a nice shave. Like I do do like to do it once or twice a year, and then it becomes work, and that's when I go back to like I'm I'm kind of. Up and down with it. I've seen you share your shorn photos. You look, the thing is, people really like it. Like, because of this age we're in, if you share your haircut photo or your beard cutting photo, I did that the last time I was in Guelph. I hadn't had a haircut. I, sorry, I have all these quiet Mm -hmm. rules for myself. I thought I'll shave the beard when vaccines appear. That'll feel normal again. Oh, it doesn't feel normal. So then I got a shot, my first one ever. Whenever that was, whatever yeah. year that was. And then right. I was like, right, I'm right, going to shave right. the beard. And then I got a haircut. Wow. And uh, I started, yeah. you know what? I will, I will, I will kind of passively quasi agree with people that um, there was something yeah. mental about it for me. I'm like, I'm going to, yeah. I'm yes. going to go with beard and haircutting as markers of time and progress. So then, then I went to Guelph in, uh, I want to say it was, uh, April of 2022 for a funeral service yeah. or memorial service. And then I went to visit my family and I went to my old mm. barber in Guelph, uh, who I hadn't there been to. I hadn't even been there before the pandemic because my, as you know, Rich, I think I've kept my yeah. hair long 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, for yeah. like since yeah. 2014, I kept it quite long. So I went, saw Paul oh, there wow. at, uh, Franco's and he gave me a nice yeah. haircut after it was very, very long and I shared it and people got so excited that it was a new me. Yeah, and, no. and you've done the same thing. Like, look, it's me. It's, it's amazing. It's rich it's again. Amazing. And people are like, rich, there you are. I don't know if they said that, yeah. but was that the feeling you got? Yeah. I love, sometimes you could go very, uh, Muppet with your delivery, and that felt so good to hear you say that. <laughs> Rich, there you are. Yes, Vish, here I here I was. Hi ho, uh, hey everyone, yeah, it's Rich. I can't. Uh, it, that's it's fascinating. <laughs> well, that was that was that was you. You really went for it there, but it it, it, it it is interesting, and um, it it's also fascinating that social media. You can go like, oh, this is the ticket to social media engagement. This is what people want to see. They want to see you shave and not shave. They're not really interested in records or artistic <laughs> expression not as much no you you don't have to tell me because uh of late as we're speaking i've i don't know if yeah. you yeah i think we follow each other on the socials i used to uh, my kids were helping me with the socials because they like doing these little uh, mm. stories about my podcast yes yes it, charming yeah, it was charming mm. but i also every once in a while even after i post them i felt icky like what am i doing like am i one of these right. people that's right. making their kids into social media people and then but they want to do it. So mm. then you're like, well, it's a fun thing we do. And my wife, uh, I was looking right. at my Instagram feed the other day, my photo feed anyway, and mm-hmm. I hadn't done it in a long time. And it's all just about the show now. I don't know what else to post about records or food or what am I supposed to? So I'm just like, here's my guest. And right, right. I got to start, I got to start <laughs> thinking more. Well, the kids have asked recently, can we do, should we do a story? And I'm like, well, I also wait till I have yeah, physical yeah. copies of vinyl. I've decided too. Those are, okay. I like them to hold it. And then I feel like I'm really helping the artist oh, nice. and it doesn't feel so like self-serving. That's you cool. know what I'm saying? I, I, well, let, let, let me send you a copy oh, of this. Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah, there it is. There's the record. Man out of time. Congratulations, Rich, on this. That's great. Thanks, man. Yeah, this Pardon me. Thank you, sir. You are uh, one of the most ambitious uh, musicians and artists I know. Uh, you were, uh, like all of us, forced into pandemic times, forced to mm-hmm. um, do things a bit differently. Is that a fair way of capturing what has gone on with you in making this record? It is good ear. I, I mean, sadly though, I, I've told a few people this that I, I wanted to go there anyway. Like I was kind of wanting to return to me. I used to say this, not that I really did it much when I was young, but I used to do like parents. I, I used to make p- records naked in my parents' basement. And sometimes I was, but let's not get into that. It's just that idea of returning back to like indie, the non, not having the pressure of like, paying for studio time so i wanted to go back there anyways the last record we talked about yeah um, when you were on we are all terror we are all terrorists i did that like across you know i did a bit in montreal i did a bit here in, in the gta and it was like 75 musicians it was really big in terms of the the scope of it and i wanted to kind of go back to my roots if you will and do something a little more insular and and nomadic any or just like uh in my own kind of zone anyway so I did this. I didn't need the pandemic to prompt it, though. I was kind of going there anyways. But yeah. yeah. And but what was cool about the in a way, not cool, but about the pandemic is that we all started sharing files. So it wasn't just me alone in my naked in my parents basement. It was me <laughs> throwing stems to um, an, a long time collaborator in Budapest who, who used to be here in Toronto, Sly Juhas, and he's adding drums to to track so it was kind of cool in that sense that it was like a a mix of both worlds and it was really collaborative still you know i'm doing i'm doing it right now i i got i I fell into a project with a hero of mine uh and and i just uh went and recorded some drums and then sent it to him he put bass on it and now i'm just sending it around asking people to put stuff on top and it's uh and, and at least one of the people that I admire wrote back to be like, well, cause I said, Oh, you did something like this. And I really admired what you came up with. He's like, well, that was Vish. Mm-hmm. That was cause we were locked down and we're not anymore. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'm in Edmonton. I feel mm-hmm. a bit locked down from my, fr- my heroes right, in California. Right, right. Right. And, uh, I'm in Edmonton. Neat. So we still Neat. feel a bit locked down from each other in a way. And now we use. Yeah. Yeah, We're using yeah. the information superhighway to connect, I suppose. Um, so yeah. that was, yeah, yeah. So yeah, totally. I mean, you said you were heading this way after making 
We Are All Terrorists, 75 musicians, multiple studios. Uh, I hear yeah. uh, ambition, but I also hear expense. That sounded like it must have been. I mean, you probably you probably had some. Did you have like a grant yeah. or something? In Canada, we have grants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, but 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 I think just artistically is like that pressure. So Jack Breakfast and I were talking one day and he told me over uh, nine innings at the at the Sky Dome, he told me like basically the idea of wanting to move back to that freedom of just like hitting record with no one watching and interesting like not having the pressure of of time or um ego in that oh how are my chops for that take and i'm not getting that take right or whatnot like all the stuff that goes on upstairs so not no inhibition in making the thing and i think that's really what i wanted to to harness because we like we have the chops we have the technology and so it was a bit of it was a for me it felt like it was the best of both worlds now that being said i mixed this record myself and that was a bit of a Hmm. Yeah, that was a bit of a learning curve for me. I had support from my pal and longtime co- collaborator, Greg Dawson. He kind of equated it to, um, you know, when you go to the dentist and the the uh, oral hygienist kind of does most of the work and then the dentist comes in and just picks around and asks you how you're doing and you go, Wah. Yeah, they try to talk to you uh, when your mouth is, I don't, yes. well, I don't know what they, yes. why do they do that? I don't get it. Power play, total power play. Uh, that's how, how I want to have all my. Com- that's how I want to have all my conversations <laughs> with my hands in your mouth, <laughs> right? Well, the questions aren't like. Sometimes they're like, "You okay?" And then you can go, "Ah, ah, ah, ah," and then, but yeah. then they're like, yeah. "So you yeah. you studied uh, English uh, here, uh, right? What was your what did you what was your primary interest to study there?" And then you go, like, "Ah, ah, ah," and it's why are we doing oh, this? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I don't like it. Right. Sorry. Right. right. Dentist tangent. No, no. Dentist totally. tangent. Yes. The the. Well, that that was it, right? And he and he. So he came actually in the pandemic, in the middle of it, and and brushed up my mixes. And seeing him in action was like, oh. I went up and down in terms of like what the function of mixing music is. Believe it or not, you think you know. But after seeing him in action, I go like, "Yeah, I, pr- I probably don't need to do that again." Well, um, so when, when you say when you say you know, it was revel, you indicate to me rather that it's revelatory. Were you like, "Oh, he is fading something in the mix that down that I would have left way way up"? Like, was it that kind of stuff? No, it was more like, um, "Why in God's name was your workflow like?" He color coded all of the different things, but that's more as, uh, like just f- for his visual organization. But it was more like, yeah, uh, yeah it was organization, and it was it was also like um, I compressed the hell out of everything to get really nerdy into it, and he just went with a more minimalist approach that let things breathe yes, a little more. So it was, yeah. 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 So you're so you're learning. So you've never done that before. Mix and not really, yeah. not really. Maybe early days, early days. So once again, like a a good mix of like early days. I really kind of think like this record captures like a few different sides of the way I create. Right. Like it doesn't. It's not like you listen to one track and they're all the same. Like it's definitely goes well. Kind of bounces all over the place that way. And that I think was due to the way that I made it. Well, too, you know? but there are songs that jump, like you're talking about dynamic range, and I don't know which version, I, I, I downloaded whatever was sent to me uh, a long time ago. I don't know if you sent it to me or somebody else did. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that what I've been listening to in my car and on my in my speakers in the kitchen, I just have the digital download, is uh, the mastered version. But then uh, there's a song called, mm-hmm. is it called Kiddos and Doggos? Is that what it's called? Yeah. And that yeah, thing yeah. scares the hell out of everyone in my house because it's going along yeah, and it's yeah, pretty, yeah. Cal- it's not calm, it's eerie. And then there's just this explosion yes, yes. of singing. Right. And every time yeah. I have to fumble for, I'm like, oh my God, I got to fumble, I got to turn it down a little bit. And I'm like, I forgot yeah, this was yeah. coming. So uh, again, yeah. this is not, <laughs> yes. I don't want to alarm anyone. Great song. However, it's scary. And uh, so you, for for a mix, someone mixing you, or your work, Rich, or mastering yeah. your work, yeah. they're in for some yeah. surprises. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I hope it's that way too. I, I do hope it's that way. That's a nice thing you're bringing me into your house in terms of, uh, that's a nice thing, a nice image too, because I know the spot you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, 
I'm just trying to cook some onions here. <laughs> and boom, uh, like, hang on a second. Now, now that, that tune also features, you were talking earlier about collaborating with your heroes. And that tune features Brian Poole, who the, the four nerds in the room are going to know that that's Brian Poole from Ronaldo and the Loaf fame. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm collaborating with someone in Portsmouth in the UK, a legend. Like he's basically my John Lennon, I think. Oh, you know? nice. It's like, yeah. oh my God. Like, so you're talking about collaborating with your heroes. And I feel really, really, uh, just kind of just blessed and thankful to be able to say that Brian Poole is, is on this record. And he used his, um, this, this technique that Ronaldo and the Loaf, uh, kind of honed in their early days called rod cod oh. which is doctor backwards uh-huh. so they called it rod cod and they would and he did it to to that kiddos and doggos and turkeys and tacos and all the line there that i'm screaming at you and uh, he, he he did that backwards and then manipulated it and then played it forward again that's uh. something that ronaldo and the loaf kind of coined back in their day and um I was honored. I'm like, oh my god, he he really put it all in, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, f- fun, right? It's, like it's fun to be able to <laughs> collaborate with your heroes, right? Yeah, it's very fun. And uh, so th- that's a, that's an interesting uh, segue because you're doing stuff not naked, but you're doing stuff uh, in your no. in your home or whatever on your own uh, when you're sharing files. Because I've just gone through this myself, so I'm curious what you did. Uh, in my case, yeah. I was like, hey, we did this. Do whatever you want to it. I don't, I'm not going to tell right. you what to do. Uh, I don't want to write yep. you lyrics. I don't want to just put whatever you think makes sense on top of this, please, if you, if you don't mind. And so some of that's mm-hmm. starting to trickle in. Uh, did you give people, so I ask you the same question. When you, when you start to circulate these files to Brian or anyone else, are you saying, uh, here's what I had in mind? Or are you saying, I love you and respect you. Here's what I've got so far. What do you think you could yeah. contribute to it? Can you can you distinguish between those two uh, impulses, directions, or no directions kind of thing? Yeah, great question. I mean, it's like producing from the other side of the pond. Yes, in a way, and and it's like I did get in his case. I think the f- tune was fully baked, and I said, "What I want to do is actually bring myself like down, if not out of the mix, and put you up." So I'd like you to sing in these spots, in your style, doing your thing. Yeah. And then he added the Rod Cod thing at the end, which was just like a added bonus. Uh, so it was, a, it was a bit of both. It was like, yeah, be fully creative. I'm never going to tell, you know, it's very rare that I'm giving anyone, I'm working with all these like monster talents in like Michael Ward Bergaman in New Orleans and Kevin Bright. I, I, I rarely give them any That's direction. A, yeah. Yeah, you know, just please you know. contribute is basically it, and uh, and it's uh, it always comes back magical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like batting average is good. That's there, great. You know? I mean, that's a great way. Of, I think it's a. Again, I I'm still stung by. I'm not stung by it, but one like one of the people I asked kind of took me to task about it in terms of how they do it mm-hmm. and why they do it because they've done it. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting time because if you have an email address for someone, the, your heroes. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you have mm-hmm. an affinity for one another, you could ask. And then you've got, I don't know, I have imposter syndrome about it because I, I don't consider myself sure as sure. much as I've made music and toured and all that stuff. I don't, I, 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 I would very much hesitate to call myself a musician. And that's a little bit of uh, modesty and doubt uh, for myself. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, mm-hmm. then you do it and they come back and you're like, oh, maybe I am. Appear, or maybe I can be. You know what I mean? Do you ever have that? Like that? Like I, I can't do. believe I'm sending I, this email I, to someone to, to play on my own thing. This, this, <laughs> you know what? This resonates. And if I could say anything to it, I would say our dear friend, our mutual friend Dave Clark from the Rio Statics. Yeah. He says this. He says in the Woodshed Orchestra and the multitude of groups that he plays with. He says, and he's quoting a a, a jazz musician that he knows who who I'm. I, escapes me at the moment, but he's basically saying that if you're in the room, like if your hero returned that email, i.e. in our digital age, I guess that's yeah. the equivalent. But if you're in the room with some of these these folks, you're in the room with them. And I, I like it's 
I know that that sounds obvious, but it kind of is only in your own head. I'm not saying don't come prepared or don't work on your 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 vo- developing your voice and and what you have to offer every day, but that self-doubt thing that you're going through of am I mu- a musician or not is like a really I think it's it's uh it's not the question you need to be asking yourself, right? Is like you are a musician, you're in the room with these folks, you're collaborating. Yeah. And I think once you kind of adjust, if you can, that that perception, that's when the magic happens because it's like you feel just a little better about yourself. Because I gravitate towards there. I wake up and have to readjust in a way, right? I gravitate towards what you're saying yeah. about yeah. like, uh, but why am I in the room with this guy that's <laughs> Why am I in the room with Yo-Yo Ma, which I've been in the room with Yo-Yo Ma before. And it's like, or Michael Ward Bergman, who plays with Yo-Yo Ma. It's like, I got to stop. I got to stop this line of thinking. It's just not helping. No, I think, you know? I think you and I and others, the most talented musicians in the world, the people we admire the most, have all mm-hmm. imposed themselves upon somebody at some point. Uh, impose themselves upon a room of people, 10, 15 people to try playing music before they get to the place where they're playing to 70,000 people. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of got to put yourself out there. Uh, there is. And, and you and I... Your phone isn't going to ring. No, your phone isn't going to ring if you don't do I know. this, right? I, it's, it's, I think, yeah. But I think you and I also share something similar, Rich, in that um, we may be known for different things by different people. So there may be people yeah, who know yeah. Friendly Rich from your work in the Lollipop people as a musician. There may be people mm-hmm. like myself included who have a different history with you where I know you as the person who started the or, or started, curated the Brampton Indie Arts Festival. That's where we first connected. So I think of you... That's right. I think That's of you right. as That's a right. teacher, an organizer, an arts organizer, uh, a musician. Like you are multifaceted. I think where I'm yeah. coming from is... I would say most of the people that I recently sent uh, files to mm-hmm. would know me as a journalist mm-hmm. or a, a guy that they've had nice conversations yes. with on a podcast yes. or uh, someone who's reviewed them yeah. well, whatever. Like what I got back from some of the people I admire so much is like, oh, shit, you sound great. I didn't know you could play, you know, because I've alluded to yeah. it, but I don't really. So have you had that at all in your trajectory of like, oh, Rich, wow, no. these are great songs. I, uh, I hope so because no, I've always I I I I no I I I where where I would adjust it is just like I've always seen myself. The difference is like yeah, you can't really control how others yes. come to to your work, right? Yeah. But I've always seen myself as like in the core and the nucleus of the thing that I do is music and composition and creativity. Around it is like community building yes. in its multiple you know in its multiple forms, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not like I'm coming at it uh, as a mechanic or anything else. I think there you or a journalist. I think and, and by the way, I dabble in journalism with my pot my weird outsider yes. podcast yes. industry tactics. So it's like but nowhere in there do I consider myself to be a, a journalist. It's a, that, that's the I guess that's where it's a little different. But what I've come to realize is without thinking that we're special snowflakes, we kind of are special snowflakes. Like I don't want to – I'm looking, as you probably are, to shed ego with every year that goes by. Yes, I am. Yeah, uh, I would agree. You know, and, and I'm glad to hear it. However, if you really analyze – your perspective and your experience and what you have to say, whether it be musical, on uh, writing a book or, or or on radio, whatever your your medium, you are special. You know what I mean. And and it doesn't surprise me. And I know your background. I know that you've done a lot in music that gets you to this point, and I think makes your perspective super unique to making music yeah. because you've seen it from both sides, right? Yeah, that's um, that's a fair... Yeah, not a surprise to no, me. No, that's a fair way of putting it, too. Um, I was just talking about this with someone, uh, a filmmaker, Chandler Levesque, about how uh, as, oh, yeah. as much as I might be known or, or as much as what I do now is m- mostly talking to people and, and something in the mm-hmm. realm of broadcasting or podcasting or journalism, I got into this because I, I wanted to play music. I I got in playing drums, like trying to figure out how to get in. And over the years, yeah. I we I became multifaceted. I mean, what you're pointing out too is, it's not uncommon for someone to start out making records and then to start writing books, 
Nick Cave, Patty yeah. Smith, whoever, like they, it, it, we yeah. are, uh, we contain multitudes, I suppose. I'm sure they go. don't feel like imposters. Maybe they do. Like maybe the first time someone like Nick Cave right. started right. writing fiction or started to enter the realm of soundtracking movies, like stuff you've done, scoring TV shows, maybe something, there was some doubt there. Right. I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is in our, in our realm, the doubt I feel or the imposter syndrome thing is probably more common than I real. Like I appreciate the pep talk you're giving me and, uh, no, but I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it. And I, I certainly relate to it and work on it. I, I think you have to. And I think that every, every experience you have, like when I did that record, uh, the great blue heron with Kevin Bright and, and Hoxley workman at Hoxley's studio, not having done a lot with Hoxley, I kind of felt like it was like, I went in there as prepared as I could be. But I came out of it stronger. Yeah. And I, I, it was that moment that I realized, and I realized it ever since, that it's like, now you have that. Now what? Right? And you just, and not that we're always needing to like level up and just like we're on this constant uh, crescendo. I don't think it, because that's unhealthy too. But I do think it's like you carry all that experience with you to a point where you have, I'm, tr- I'm trying desperately to, 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 to stop saying that that kind of stuff when i'm when i'm given these opportunities that not and, and given sounds a little bit like uh it comes from out of nowhere when i've hustled for these opportunities and and when they and some of them stick some of them stick and and i'm happy to hear that your heroes are responding to your emails and i don't <laughs> think that's by by accident i don't think that that's by accident yeah you know? same with me and brian Poole. like i've worked on honing that relationship with him for like 15 years. He's, he's responded to my emails and he's been lovely, lovely, lovely human. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think you're right. There's probably something in those files, uh, that you're, as you're, for me, as I sent them out, I felt like, well, this is shaky and blah, blah, blah. But then the people responded to be like, I, I like this, you know, I, I, I kind of, I, I want to do something with this. And, and so, yeah, I, yeah, I, you're, yeah. we've, we've touched upon a number of things here that, uh, make me feel good. And I think, <laughs> and I hope, uh, make you feel good as well. Cause it, it sheds some insight into how you work here. Now, you mentioned that we mentioned rather that your last record had 75 musicians. Um, you've alluded to the fact, we've mm. obviously been alluding to the fact that this record is not, uh, without its collaborators. Uh, you cited some, yep. uh, First of all, how many on this one? And if you can think of that number, if that's interesting or not, I don't know. And then within that, can you talk a little bit yeah. more about uh, who plays on this record and, and maybe what they brought to the table? Sure. I've talked about the people I've mentioned, Michael Ward Bergman, who I'm evolving a new show with in New Orleans. I'm going to go out there in April and June as well, just doing a, a new, bringing this music to life in yeah. the real world with him is going to be yeah. a joy. But there's others. There's like Drew Jureka, someone I've known for years who does string arrangements, really, really beautiful string arrangements. And it was interesting with him because you talked about how much direction did I give. I really went with, he did the string arrangements on all of the Felix Leclerc material. So there's four four tunes of the great Quebecois uh, songwriter Felix Leclerc that I, I kind of reinterpreted on this record. In French, no less. And, yes, um, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. French, in 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 our in our in my uh, not my mother tongue, that's Italian. <laughs> in my uh, cousin tongue, in my cousin tongue, my cousin tongue. Are you uh, are you fluent in the and, French? Um, I I when I worked for the government of Canada, I got CBC French, which is close to like you can actually speak it. But when I was in Ottawa, they called me the Acadian because my French is not. Not the not the greatest, but I can get by. You know, I won the French award in grade eight, it, it, but it hasn't taken. There you it go. It hasn't taken. I don't have it anymore, and my kids are in French immersion, and they're, they're embarrassed by okay. their papa. Papa. Okay. That's not how you say that. I'm like, I'm doing my best here. I can't. I, I've never been good at pronunciation. Yeah. Anyway, I also I will say, yeah, uh, grew up. I wonder yeah. sometimes. My parents spoke Hindi. I understand Hindi. Yeah, I used to speak yes. a little bit of it, and I do think yeah. I wonder. If my pronunciation, sometimes I misspeak and like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm talking like my mother wow. or my father. Um, and cause they, that was that, would that have been your mother tongue, Vish? Hindi? You mean? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no, English is my mother. Okay. Well, okay. Huh. They, so they would talk to us in Hindi. They do talk to us in Hindi. Uh-huh. Um, and yes, they, yes, and they yes. also spoke to us in English. My mother was raised by, uh, nuns. 
or sorry, my mother went to school. No, she wasn't raised by nuns. My oh. mother's was taught by a nun. So some missionary, probably some missionary bullshit, if I may. Okay. And then my father, yeah, I'm sorry to hear my that. father wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my father's okay. English uh, can still be occasionally a little um, stilted or, or something. But my mother's yeah. is quite yeah. uh, clear and enunciated. But anyway, yeah. they would speak Hindi enough that I would pick up on it. I understand it all. In fact, I was yeah. at a grocery store uh, with a with a fellow elderly Indian guy who mm-hmm. was trying to figure out where to line up to get into the pharmacy, mm-hmm. and he was trying to, to communicate, and all he could speak was Hindi. Mm-hmm. And then I communicated what to do as best I could from memory. I, I'm so out of it, and wow, I wow. in and then I he figured it he figured out what I was saying, and then in Hindi I tried to say like I'm sorry, my Hindi is not very good, and he's like yeah. you're correct. You're right. Wow. It's not very wow. good. And oh no. Oh wow. <laughs> but he, but he, it was enough that he understood. So all this to say, I wonder <laughs> if, uh, having that one, you know, I feel like our brains have capacities and yeah. languages. Some people are what? Trilingual, quadrilingual. Yeah. Like people know lots yeah. of languages. Uh, I'm not Christoph Waltz and Inglorious Bastards. I don't have them all. I'll, I'll say okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. You got, what do you got? You got French, Italian. English and English, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, That's great. Up. But I'm terrible when I'm in Germany. Like I'm just terrible. But thankfully, you, most most Germans can speak English. But but do you yeah. speak? Have you tried to speak German? I I don't even bother. I know Fleisch Salat, which is like salad with meat in it, and uh, Danke. You know, that's it. Don, which is donkey. Uh, there's some. It's, there's some connections yeah. between those three: French, Italian, yeah. German. Some English. Yeah. A yeah. little anyway. All this to say, sorry, why did we start talking about that? I don't even remember. My point uh, was uh, Drew, French. Drew, Drew, Drew Jureka and yes. a beautiful sorry. collaborator in a string in a string arrangement. So he he kind of, I, I gave him the, I was like, look, I want it to sound like Scott Walker, scary. And, and he brought it, you know, like yeah. it, it, it kind of, that was, but we went through each tune kind of meticulously and he, he did these string arrangements that were fantastic. And then there's Rebecca Hennessy and Michael Herring. Uh, who Rebecca added amazing trumpet lines to to many tunes on it, and then as I said, I got to collaborate with a longtime friend of mine and musician that I've known for like the last pl- twenty plus years. Like we used to do stuff on Much Music together, like way back when, when Much Music kind of cared about weirdos, you know, or existed, I should say. Yeah, um, it doesn't exist. Who's the friend? Sorry, exactly. Sly Yuhas, so we go way back, and he's now living in Budapest. And what a miracle! Like it's a kind of a miracle that we're you and I are even talking today. I just yeah, none yeah. of this, you know, none of this escapes me. None of it escapes me. It's 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 a really beautiful way to open up the art arts and how we make things. You know, yeah, we. I think there's a right to be cynical about all this ritual interaction, but I do like yeah. that's my yeah. main thing, and that was what I was having a little debate with with that aforementioned person who was like, well, I, I don't think file swapping is ideal. I'd rather be in the room with people. And I'm like, yes, uh-huh, but uh-huh. the environment is collapsing and all this yeah. travel yeah. is not good. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, also right. this is easy. I mean, if you're into right. what you're hearing and you feel the spirit of it, which is what I was going for. Like I, in my case, I didn't put any thought into what I was doing when I improvised everything, but ended up playing in some manner of structure. And then a, a bassist was able to glom onto that and come up with more structure. I actually give it more. Wow. St- anyway, all this to say, like the spirit of it was like jamming. Like I'm going to, yeah, yes. the drummer's, the yes. drummer's going to start or the, in my case, in this case, the drummer has some ideas. I'm going to play to yeah. that and then we're going to spread it around. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's not 10 yeah, takes, good. but it's, yeah. it's loose, yeah. but, but it's that spirit yeah. of like, let's see what we can do without anyone in the same space. And where do wow. you and I today? We're not in the same space, but it feels kind of like yeah. we are. Is that a fair way of putting it? Yeah. 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 And we get more used to it as we kind of build out that muscle. And I think like anyway, I mean, no, it, it, it has a lot of merit and I think is a fun way of doing things that will include people that should have never been on your record or you may, maybe, maybe should have never even known. Uh, That's kind of, that's how I, yeah, that's how I'm looking at it too. So I think we're on the same page. You, you suggested earlier that uh, after the experience you had with your last record, uh, Mm -hmm. you were already thinking about doing something like, 
like man at a time. Um, so I wonder if we can get to, um, any of the lyrical themes in that regard. Had you started writing, uh, or, or pondering this material in the lead up to, uh, what ended up being this pandemic? Um, because yeah. I just wonder if your lyrical themes shifted between those, if you had, and I'll ask you to answer my question once I finish rambling. If you had started writing before the pandemic, I assume you also uh, wrote a lot uh, during the pandemic, and that's reflected on this record. H- yeah. Had your mindset shifted between those two time periods? Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think this record was made fully in the pandemic. Like it, I see. it was, okay. it, it was in the midst of it all. Um, not to say that little things didn't didn't kind of uh, uh, bleed through. Uh, you know, it's funny about my writing. Christine Duncan told me this recently because we're collaborating on a, on a duets record at the moment. Oh, nice. And she said, I- I'm writing some of the so- songs. She's writing some of the songs. And it was funny. She kind of said, Rich, your lyrics are really um, just all over the place and open. It's not like I'm that direct in the way that I do it. And I maybe it's shrouded. Maybe I don't want to... Um, directly uh unpack some of the crap i'm talking about so it's it might be you have to dig a little deeper to kind of figure that out i don't yeah. know maybe that yeah. uh, maybe it's a form of uh just kind of being shy um or uh, cowardly songwriting uh but <laughs> but it's there it's all there i feel like it's all there i'm getting it out the way i need to get it out and i'm trying my best to kind of communicate something but yeah it's kind of a scattered there are bits and pieces of like convoy um in the in the song fomo yodo there's definitely like convoy resistance uh shrouded in there of like and a bunch of other stuff like man out of time came from a conversation with a good friend of mine that said that line and the minute he said it i was like oh yeah that's a song and i wrote it in like 15 minutes it's just some of them come really quick you know just like alanis morissette when she ran when she wrote uh, Jagged Little Pill, right? The songs come out in 15 minutes, right? Well, some of them uh, also ended up uh, requiring more scrutiny as to whether or not they made sense, as I recall. So maybe maybe 20 minutes might have helped uh, alleviate that. I don't know. <laughs> Slight, uh, and I, I have no uh, horse in this Alanis race. I, I didn't mean to do such a sly, no, no, sly dig. No. My, my question here, though, is, and I, 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 I recognize that you call the record Man at a Time, that's an interesting sentiment, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you why I think so. Uh, man, okay, that could be you. Yeah, that's a very personal thing. Time, right, is not. Time is a collective. That's a universal experience we have. When you say uh, "man at a time," you feel you you're that's that 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 sentiment suggests someone who feels out of step with things. But time and temporality has been so weird for most of us, uh, particularly right. over the last three years. So. Right. I right. listen to right. your music and think of different time periods all the time. It doesn't, it feels both contemporary and timeless. And yet I can feel where you're drawing from wilder parts of, uh, cultural moments throughout the history of time. Mm-hmm. My point is, uh, in that sentiment and that song and these ideas, was that a goal of yours to try to tell a personal story that, uh, or, or or express things that are personal to you specifically, but also try to bring that we're all kind of going through this feeling to the proceedings. Does that make sense? It really did. And I mean, I always start with, with me. At this point, it was alone in a room, in this room that I'm talking to you from, creating with all the tools at my disposal. And, and I like the limitations that that also brought upon me. And the label that's putting this thing out, it's not the most commercial thing I've done. I don't think anything I've done is commercial, but this yeah, thing sure. is definitely not. It definitely not. But um, they saw a great potential in the Quebec stuff uh, of resonating with Quebec audiences, which I I, I, I do love to connect with mm-hmm. and uh, and other. But they, they kind of saw Man Out of Time as, um, which I was not intentional, but I'll take it, the idea of men like you're we're done we're we're done with men oh that's a good call that's <laughs> which, weird i was just talking to my I, wife about this today about how men are yeah, that's yeah. what's going on right now yeah 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 men are the problem we know this yeah uh they just gotta go away they gotta like 
Shane, let's go. Let's bring it back to Shane Corson and his son. Yeah. Like enough, enough. The, 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 the penis in the room. Go away. Get lost. We're done. That, so I, you know what? I'll take it. Yeah. That, that too, Vish, that too, uh, is, is, I'll now say it after the fact that I wrote it. That was what I intended. Yeah. <laughs> that's really, but I didn't say, that's an interesting take on it because what I was saying to my, yeah. my wife and I were just talking about how fucked up everything is and in terms of sort yeah. of sociopolitical stuff. And I said, well, I used to kind of say, well, straight white men are, what where uh, where the problem lies but i've now come to the sorry i as i was on twitter today i saw somebody tweet about how uganda is trying mm-hmm. to institute a rule yes. a, a kill gay people law or something yeah, I and that. i saw i don't know if that's real or not i just saw it and someone yeah, was like real. this is what's happening yeah. in the states right now this is what's coming to western culture right now and i was right. saying to my yeah. wife like, yeah i i don't think it's i think it's straight men across the board are so yeah. afraid yeah. Uh, and and yeah. so cognizant of the fact that their time is over, that they're just flailing about yeah. and they're attacking yeah. every other group. And I, I also went on and on about how I believe that um, throughout the world, the reason um, women and uh, reproduction is, is so frequently mm. uh, attacked is because or preserved, I guess, um, is because I think, and tell me if uh, this is going to be wild, Rich, tell me what you think. I think conservatives realize that uh, if mm-hmm. they can breed people who are struggling, those people tend to mm-hmm. uh, align with conservative values in the end. Uh, the the fear and the hatred and the resentment that we so often see from conservatives what is the best way yeah. to propel that? Well, let's keep, let's attack universities and schools. Let's attack uh, media mm-hmm. and information sources like TikTok mm-hmm. to, as we're speaking. Mm-hmm. Let's attack ways mm-hmm. people are sharing information and learning about what's actually happening. And let's also force people to have children who maybe don't want to have children, can't afford to have children. Mm-hmm. And dollars mm-hmm. to donuts, odds are good. Uh, those people are going to be so uh, dependent on the system. Uh, and 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 also yeah. potentially be in such a rough shape that maybe they turn to crime, which supports a whole carceral system as well, uh, and and all yeah. and, and a dependence on all these institutions that we're trying to get rid of. Sorry, real rant here, but I and and some and some wow. people may disagree, but I think this is uh, straight men uh, trying to re- realign yeah. things in their favor after uh, what seemed to be decades and decades of progress that directly yep. undermined all the power plays and bullshit that they've been engaged in. Yeah. Have I just encapsulated yeah. your album title in a different way? <laughs> Sorry for that rant. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you rant on. I think you're, you're spot on. And I, I see little bits of what came out in the news even just yesterday of um, hockey players not wanting to wear a, yes. a pride jersey yes. and th- this idea of, uh, no, no, it's just a small few. Hockey's not that bad. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure hockey's that bad. Yeah. Like, the PR people with hockey gotta like, you know, and, and, and what's that? That's a male dominated kind of, yeah. uh, you know, domain. And I grew up with Alan Bester and Harold Ballard and all of the fun characters. Yeah, me too. But let's face yeah. it, like, you know, enough, enough. So men out of time, I'll yeah. buy it. Well, you no, you sh- you should buy it, dear listener. <laughs> so, in terms of the, f- so is that a running theme though on this record? Dude, would you say, or I've I've really focused on the umbrella concept. Ooh, I mean, it bounces all over the place from the Quebecois stuff, which is not my voice, but really resonates. I love Felix Leclerc's songwriting to personal things around. Even family dynamic and, um, and what is perceived. You talked about conservatism when it comes to even the family unit, the way we perceive it and kiddos and doggos kind of loosely will touch on yeah. that too. It, it, it kind of bounces all over the place to statues being torn down in, um, a reasonable man. It's all there. Yeah. I am listening. I am paying attention and doing my best to reflect. And dare I say, it's my 16th record, but I still feel good. And I'll always say this as, I hope I'll always say this as a creative person, that the last thing I did is the best yeah. thing I did. And I'm super proud of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, and 
until I, and maybe there will come a point where I feel that it's like, ooh, that ain't the case anymore. But this creative world, this landscape still continues to like fascinate me and put a big smile on my face. And that's why we do it. It's to connect yeah. with people in whatever way, shape or form, you yeah. know? So yeah, man, super thankful. Like I get to share it with the world now. I'm, I'm happy to have received it. So I want to, on behalf of the world, and I, I believe I've been deputized to speak on behalf of the world. I have a badge. <laughs> Thank you, Rich, for uh, this effort and, and your work uh, to, to, to help people think uh, differently and maybe, uh, uh, you know, home into parts of their imagination they may not have realized were there. Uh, you do this with your work and I, and on this record and, and throughout all the things you do. So I just want to say from Edmonton, Alberta to where are you? Are you in where? where? I didn't even ask you where you were. I usually do. I'm in Brampton, Ontario, the home of culture herself. <laughs> from all the way uh, from Edmonton to Brampton, uh, home of culture and some great Indian food. Let's not get that twisted. I miss there you go. I miss some there of the Bram- Brampton I miss some out. of the Brampton Indian yes. food. Uh, congratulations and thank you. I want to ask you about your future plans. I suppose uh, you alluded to some touring uh, or live shows. I want to ask you yep. about that. I also want to yep. ask you where people can learn more about those plans and also this excellent new record. Can you? Speak to some of those things. Yeah. Go, I mean, friendlyrich.com is the place to get all things friendly. And I'm, I am, I'm embarking on, uh, on a residency at the Happy Land Theater and hopefully to be also culminating, uh, to a, a live performance at the Music Box Village in New Orleans, where I did a bunch of my doctoral research, uh, in, uh, 2019. So, and connected with a bunch of weirdos out there. Who knew of Brian Poole's work? So that felt like a bit of a coming home. It's like, oh, you know Ronaldo in the loaf. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, I'm connecting with beautiful people out there in New Orleans and, uh, and I'm going with it. You know what I mean? Nice. I, I feel honored to be able to, uh, to do, to take on some of these, these projects coming out of the pandemic where it's like, of course, I'm still doing my monthly residency at the Cameron House and you can see me there on the last Sunday of every month. But the world is pretty big. I'm I'm planning a European tour in October, and uh, want to do some dates in Quebec throughout the summer and fall too. So lots on the go, and uh, enjoying every minute of it. You know, because you, I think you cherish it now, coming out of the pandemic, of what it means to be on a stage with your friends. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just brandished a, a vinyl copy of this record so it's a it's a mm-hmm. it will be available that's my get uh, that's what i gather people can yeah. buy it at uh yeah. friendlyrich.com that's right yeah okay. it's we are busybodies are the label that's put it out and uh honored to have their support as i am to have yours all these years <laughs> oh so, of course it's a it's you, a pleasure it's a pleasure to have you back on the show for i don't know how many times man we've had some good adventures Ooh. this is the least adventurous in a sorry four years ago this would have seemed technologically Remarkable like, that we were we able doing? to do yes, this, exactly. but we, uh, for those who don't know, uh, one of the first times Rich was on this particular show, we did a kind of two man parade through Guelph. We walked, uh, we walked and talked all the way to Eric the Baker from my house and met people along the That's way. Right. I can't remember if we went to the farmer's market. It was like a Saturday morning. We, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did a bunch of stuff and it was like a field recording interview and it was really fun. And then, yeah, yeah, I think fun. the last time we went, I met Rich at Granddad's Donuts, who are a proud, uh, in-kind sponsor. <laughs> I shouldn't say they're proud. I'm proud that they're an in-kind yeah. uh, sponsor of this podcast, which means I get donuts from yeah. them. I uh, haven't had them in quite some time, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Does the Granddad's uh, affiliation, like if I go to Granddad's, which I, I've been known to do, yeah. can I tap in on that saying I've been on, on Creative Control three times, or do I have to become a patron of the show? I think I should become a patron of the show. <laughs> And then any patron gets a free donut a year, one donut a year. Uh, you know what? We'll talk about that I offline. I have to check with uh, the person I work with there at the granddads, but that's not a bad okay. idea. Okay. I should. I want one in. Donut, I want in whatever one, it takes. I'm sure they could spare right. a single donut for a loyal creative control listener. You know what, Rich? You're a genius. Uh, Especially if I become a patron. It's like, well, I'm supporting the show. Yeah. Well, geez, you don't have to. Yeah, no, you don't have to do that. I'll figure something out. Don't do that. But I appreciate it. I love the show, Vish. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you. I'm gonna do thank it. You. It's happening. Thank you. I appreciate you and Granddad's. The affiliation <laughs> is great. Well, you should get a percentage of the Patreon just for coming up with this amazing donut idea. It's great. Now, I want to go out Let's on a song this. from this uh, great <laughs> new record, and I wonder, uh, Rich, if you can actually uh, pick one for us and also tell us why it came to mind. 
Well, let's let's freak people out if you're driving, if you're cooking. Let's play the Kiddos and Doggos. It features my hero from Ronaldo and the Loaf, Brian Poole. Yeah. And let's wake up. Let's shake up your listeners a little bit here. It is kind of like uh, the way Enjoy. alarms are now. It starts calmly and then wake up. Mm-hmm. No more snoozing. Mm-hmm. It's time to go. Okay. That's right. All right, everybody. Prepare yourself uh, for this uh, next song. This is... Kiddos and Doggos from Man Out of Time, the beautiful new record by Friendly Rich. Uh, Rich, uh, I love you very much. Thank you for this time. I I wish you the best of luck uh, with everything, and I hope we talk again soon, in person perhaps even, over a donut. Love you too, my friend. Thank you. For your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Did you enjoy the kiddos and doggos? Took you by surprise, didn't it? Took me by surprise the first time I played it too, so now you know what it feels like to be me. Thanks again to the great and entertaining, friendly Rich Marcella. Always lovely to speak with Rich. Uh, Long relationship here, and it's nice to have him back on the show. This time for the 772nd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and uh, is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't locate an episode that you've heard about and uh, you're looking for it and you don't know where it is, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit vishkana.com. You can like or follow Creative Control on Facebook or follow the show on Twitter at vishcreative, or you can follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at vishkana. Creative Control is ostensibly a donor-driven 
exercise. Uh, and as such, I would like to direct you to patreon.com slash creative control, where you can make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. You can donate any amount you really want or feel you can afford uh, per month, and you can always change it. You can go up, you can go down, you can cancel it outright, whatever you feel like doing at any given time. $6 American or more a month grants you access to some exclusive content, and uh, you also get episodes earlier than everybody else, and uh, also still have some Creative Control t-shirts in stock. Just uh, sent one off to uh, Massachusetts. Somebody in Massachusetts is feeling a little chilly, and they need a t-shirt, so I sent them one. And I could send one to you, too, if I have any left in the size and color you want. I got red and or maroon. It's maroon. I'm not the best with colors. It's maroon and the yellow one. Anyway, if you're interested in a t-shirt, just let me know at uh, patreon.com slash Control. Thanks again for supporting the show there. Speaking of thanks, I want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario. All fine establishments that I hope you can visit if you're in town or get off the highway there get off the 401 head into Guelph and check those places out oh also go to Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton Ontario all of those places offer in-kind support for the show so thanks to them also want to thank my friend Jim Guthrie for lending me some music of his on the show you can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org and finally thank you so much for listening to this episode with Friendly Rich I hope you enjoyed it and we'll check out Rich's uh, music And we'll consider subscribing to this podcast or following it or telling your friends all about it and maybe encouraging them to do similar things. Otherwise, I hope you're well and uh, keeping well and all those sorts of things and that, uh, you know, you hear from me again by pressing play. Thank you so much for engaging with me on this show. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.